The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Steve Greeley, the assistant general manager of the NHL's Buffalo Sabres. We met back at Boston University, graduated the same year back in 2004, where Steve played for the nationally renowned hockey program at BU. Steve, what's the most difficult question you've had to answer in an interview with an NHL front office? Um, I think the hardest question I've been asked is, is really when I was trying to get into the game and work in, work in the NHL. And, you know, Dean Lombardi called me and I sent my resume to him and I was uh, living at my parents, young kid. And, you know, I see a, a 310 California number and I run out to get better service in the middle of the street and we start talking. And he says to me, he says, so you think you're better than the 1000 applications I've received since I got this job. And just like, it stunned me because it was the first time I found it was first interview where all of a sudden you got to talk about yourself and I didn't have any street credit. You know, I just knew what I knew as a former player and my beliefs. And so he caught me off guard with it. And I, and I just said, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm better than everyone else applying for this job. And I think he was like stunned that I would actually say it. And I was like, well, I got to go with it now. And it, it threw me off and I started, talking about examples of, you know, I knew this kid was going to be a great player at 16 and I knew this guy was there and, and he had no reason to believe me other than I knew it was true. I was using my confidence and, and talking like I knew what I was doing. And um, it was probably the hardest question because it was the first time I found that I had to try to compare myself to others. And, and I don't think anyone likes doing that. It's not natural. Was that also the first interview that you had had? It was my first interview with a National Hockey League team. Huh. And, um, you know, one of the things that, like, it, this wasn't a, hey, at 3 p.m., uh, Dean Lombardi will be calling you, you're, you're interviewing. Right. It was, oh, man, I better answer this. And, you know, I didn't even have his number in my phone, and I ran outside, and we talked for two minutes. And so it was my first interview with an NHL team, and, you know, I see it now, like, the amount of people applying for jobs to work in, in all sports, it's its a huge number. And uh, honestly, I probably wasn't prepared for it. But So that's why it stunned me, like just that type of question right off the bat. Yeah, and if the listeners don't know Dean Lombardi from the Los Angeles Kings, so have you asked that question to others who you've interviewed? Yeah, I have. I've asked that question. You know, like I'll ask the exact same question. Honestly, a lot of times kids don't have the answer. So I'll challenge them to come back, come back to me in three, four, five months, and show me why you're better than, you know, these other kids. Like, what can you do to separate yourself besides telling me you're going to work extremely hard and that, um, you know, you'll you'll go to a ton of games because that's what everyone's telling me. So, so what can separate you from the rest of the rest of the group that wants this this entry level scouting job so badly? And and do you know what have been if you can recall off the top of your head, some of the better answers that you've gotten to people that you've ended up hiring for scouting? Um, what guys have done is they might come back to you with, you know, an analytics package or coming back to you with numbers on, you know, call NCAA hockey players or junior hockey players. And, you know, they come back to you with, with 
some sort of presentation that um, if it opens your eyes, you know, if it's something you haven't thought about or something you, you haven't seen, it is a kind of like a, a moment that you say, wow, this kid might, this guy might have something. All right. So then you, so you got the scouting job with the Kings. That was 2004. That was uh 2006. Cause I 2006. played a year in between. Yep. Where, where did yep. you play in between? I played in the East coast league. Uh, it was the lockout season. Oh, four Oh five. Um, got to experience what it's like getting traded in the minors. Um, <laughs> And then after that year, I came back and I was all set to, um, I, I kind of, I joined a company in uh, finance. And during those first six, seven months, there is when I started sending my resume and cover letters out to, you know, all the GMs uh, in the National Hockey League. And the story goes that three months later, after I sent it, um, the Los Angeles Kings were, were a team that replied and you know, I almost think like the letter's long gone there, but you realize that these GMs are so busy and the front offices are so busy that it's actually in a you know a pile in the corner of the desk, and they mm-hmm. do get to it when they have a chance. Right. So, and now, and now you know exactly how that was. So, I, I want to ask you about the, the scouting job, but you mentioned getting traded in the minors. How did you find out? Um, I found out like we were playing. Um, I was you know we were playing a game, and my ice time was like horrendous. Like I played like five minutes in the game. And I was like, Oh my God, the coach hates me. And he calls me in the office after and he says, Hey, I just, I want you to know you barely played tonight because we're, we're trading you to Charlotte. Hmm. And I was like, wow. All right. So uh, here we go. And, and I knew my shelf life, like one of the reasons I played is I wanted to experience it. I, I wanted to see what pro hockey was all about. And it was a chance to, you know, play um, in the East coast hockey league, which does have some great players. And I actually had three teammates from Boston university who were on the team with me. Um, and so sure enough, you know, like it, it ends quick, right? When you get traded, you start packing your bags and, you know, the next morning, one of the coaches drove me from, uh, Florence, South Carolina to the halfway point between Charlotte or Florence, South Carolina to the halfway point, uh, with Charlotte and the new, and the new coaches picked me up and I was on my way. <laughs> like like you, they met you at a rest, they met like at a rest stop. Yeah. And they like you literally like, and... yeah, like they agreed, like, I, I don't know the mileage anymore, but let's say it's, uh you know, 300 miles, they agreed to meet 150 miles in and, and, you know, I put my bags in the trunk and away we went. <laughs> it's like, Hey, let's find the, the Roy Rogers, 150 miles from here and <laughs> exactly. pick, pick up some meal and then you can grab grills on, on, on the way. So, so when you That's got, right. when you got the scouting job, were you prepared mm-hmm. for it? Um, I think one of the reasons I was prepared for it is, is I so recently played college hockey. Um, you know, I knew the coaches, I knew some of the players, like I was scouting kids that had played college hockey, you know, with me or against me. So, so I was prepared for what I probably wasn't prepared for was, um, you know, how important every decision is, right? Like you can say, oh yeah, I think we should sign this player to an NHL contract. And then you start to realize the intricacies of the CBA and everything like that. You only have 50 NHL contracts. So do you really want to sign this guy? Hmm. Um, but I think, um, you know, Dean Lombardi and Ron Hextall, who was a GM in Philly, and Jack Carrara, who was a former GM, and Michael Connell was a former GM, they were all in the LA Kings front office, as well as uh, Dave Taylor, who had been a GM. So we really had, like, Ron, Ron was going to become a GM shortly thereafter. I was almost surrounded by five general managers in one organization. And for me, 
I had five guys that I could use as a, um, you know, a sounding board at all times. And that was huge. Are you that way now as an assistant GM? Are you, are you a sounding board for other guys? Uh, you know, I'd like to think so. I, I mean, Buffalo's a very collaborative organization, open door policy. And, and I would say we we're talking to our scouts daily about, um, everything from a player they evaluated to, you know, something that could be in the future. So, so like I, I take pride in the relationship side of the business and I've enjoyed, you know, getting to know the scouts I work with. And, you know, I think, you know, I, the way I was taught in LA was that, you know, you have a staff, it's not a one or two man show. You, you use everyone in your staff and you try to get as much of them as possible. So I think, you know, I, I, I do a good job of including our guys, but I think that also starts with our, with our current GM in Buffalo, Jason Botterill, who's, you know, a huge ambassador of, you know, a, a collaborative model. Girls, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. No problem. Good luck. Thanks for having me. Every industry is looking for its young rising star, and Steve Greeley is just that in NHL front offices. He was an easy kid to root for in college, despite only winning two beanpots in four years. If you don't know what the beanpot is, look it up. Five foot seven, New England accent, good guy off the ice. When you saw him grinding at Walter Brown Arena at BU, it made you want to go harder at whatever you were trying to accomplish. I also think the question Dean Lombardi asked him on the phone that day, why are you more qualified than the hundreds of other applicants, is one to keep in mind, not just in sports, so be prepared to answer that one at some point. Now time to ask for ratings and reviews. Stop making me ask, please just do it. it takes 30 seconds. Click the five-star rating on iTunes and write 12 words on why you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.